If you enjoy spell lore, go online to www.patreon slash spell lore to check out the community access to our bonus game, Blades in the Dark, Spelt More Mall Brats. Check it all out over there. Come join the community. That was really good. You said spelt more, but it was great. <laughs> Take out that L sound. <laughs> you just remove. Oh, cool. I'll just remove a sound. <laughs> Gather round, friends, let me tell you a tale of three heroes, noble and bold. A brute, a druid, and a thief who is but nine years old. You know them by name, you know them by deed, their quests are famously daring. So here I sit, singing to you an adventure that is worth sharing. Tuck is the brute, he knows not his home, he loves to sing and fight. Fingers half-elf, he shifts his shape and wields a spear with great mind. Billy's a thief, his tiny size does mask the largest heart. Best and brightest, they may not be, but their friendship outweighs their smarts. So gather round, friends, and listen close, for the tale's about to start. Welcome to Spelt Lore, everybody. I'm your game master, Sean O'Hara. Joining me is always playing Ving, the half-elf druid, Paul Oppers. Good morning. Playing Tacoma Dome the Barbarian, Abdul Aziz. Hello. And playing Fat Billy the Halfling Thief, Jessica Tai. Good morning. When last we left our heroes, they embarked on a journey into the Al Koli Desert in search of ancient giant ruins in the mysterious Sand Eater Canyon, led by the intrepid explorer Perel. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> in his tight leather pants. In uh, Dirk Adventureman cosplay. <laughs> yeah, functionally cosplaying <laughs> as the protagonist of his new favorite uh, book series, uh, Bringers of the Black Flame. Ving was really into these books. Yeah. <laughs> he used to be really into it. Yeah, you know when you're a fan of something and then you meet someone who's really a fan yeah. of something and you're like, maybe I don't like this. Uh-oh. Is this what we look like? (laughs) Yeah, right? That's how Star Wars (laughs) fandom feels to me. When I'm like, well, I don't like it that much. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You, what's the word? Whatever the active verb of excursion is (laughs) into the desert on the sandboat denouement uh, before almost instantly crashing that boat (laughs) on a dune due to your uh inattentive natures we'll say yeah tuck actually also is a fan of this book series now because he got caught up reading that book while he was supposed to be scouting right (laughs) because when perel was describing the clues that he found in the book with the plot of the book tuck was enraptured yeah tuck was like synopsis fuck are you kidding me he he kissed a girl and then killed a guy (laughs) i've never even thought of doing that (laughs) (laughs) i've only done one of those things (laughs) ever the one uh and after crashing the boat you continued on foot for a while tuck dragging the remains of the sand boat behind you before drawing the attention of a sand shark and escaping in some sort of feat of uh toboggan style (laughs) (laughs) propulsion finding an outcropping in the sand that had a light billy was able to spy with his binocs or his binoculars or whatever we decided to call them. Oh, yeah. And uh, you escaped the sand shark, but not before it destroyed your boat, discovering a tent with no one inside. And you notice some footprints leading from the tent to the direction that you believe Sand Eater Canyon to be in. 
which was then confirmed when you arrived at Sand Eater Canyon, the mating grounds of the Alcoli sandworm. Hot. Uh, mm-hmm. And the footprints entered into the canyon itself. An ancient piece of masonry was then found in a jumble of stone containing the eye symbol that you found on the coins all those many seasons ago. And that eye symbol is affiliated with the Outer Dark, right? It, the coins are affiliated with the Dark Guard, yeah. You're not okay. sure if the symbol is, but you're sure seeing it a lot of places. Okay. It looks yeah. similar, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you also found uh, a similar obsidian coin placed into a groove in the wall of this ancient stone entrance. And that is where we left our heroes and where we find them now. Underneath a very rickety ancient stone door that Billy is determined may or may not crash down at any moment. And an obsidian coin in the wall. What do you do? Um, okay, so we have to tread lightly because of the traps here. Can you point them out? Yes, I can. Great. You see the bricks on the floor? Yeah. The lighter color ones don't step on those. Perfect. Sounds good. Yeah. So uh, everybody give me a defy danger, I guess, dexterity to lightly step. Walk like you have a secret. (laughs) (laughs) I I got eight. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I got 10. Mm -hmm. Three. That really makes sense. Great. (laughs) It does. It absolutely makes sense. Because Chuck loves telling people his secrets. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> spectacular so uh ving just does his light as a feather Doo-doo-doo. he even like you even if he touches one of the bricks it doesn't depress because he's so light on yeah, his feet he's like, oh, 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 hey. <laughs> billy while crossing the bricks you feel in the ground like a <laughs> for a second but you're safe i'm walking like a little raccoon on all fours <laughs> <laughs> that's billy's walk like you have a secret absolutely it oh. is yeah like when a dog if you put boots on a dog and they uh, they put one hand up after <laughs> yeah. every step whoa yeah whoa, whoa. <laughs> he's like this is the most effective way to sneak <laughs> tuck does not get the memo perel passes after billy and then tuck walks through and is like i did it i missed the brick Whew master thief and you keep walking and you smash your head on something (laughs) (laughs) on the door that's halfway down (laughs) yeah and a a chunk breaks loose and starts to slam down right on top of you uh so roll a d6 three (laughs) yeah it's a really heavy stone door so you take three damage and yeah this door starts crushing down on you it smashes you on the head as it starts to fall can i do unbowed unbrent unbroken to just take the hit (laughs) or is it Better no, than- that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, we did it for water once. We yeah. can do it for a door. Okay. It's basically the same. Yeah, I'm bad on bent, I'm broken. 11. Well, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. What's a 10 plus on unbound and bent, unbroken? On a hit, you either take half damage or you can completely ignore one other ill effect. On a 10 plus, you can also defeat, expose, or frustrate your oppressor with your stubbornness. I think like the defeating the oppressor is like as it comes down, it just shatters on me <laughs> and turns into rubble. Yeah. Because I've also got the axe on my back. So as it makes contact with TLC, it just goes. Cool. Totally. I like that. Yeah. So instead of uh, sealing yourselves into this ancient giant ruin, you still have your way out. Yeah. And uh, a dark passageway stands before you winding down into the depths of the hills. What do you do? Ving puts the sunstone onto the head of his spear. Oh, so that's it, the, his amethyst little spike glowing cool purple light. 
<laughs> you like lash it to the actual yeah, crystal yeah, yeah. and then the crystal emits the light for you. Yeah. Cool. It amplifies it, refracts yeah. it around. Nice. He can like, you know, hold it up at the end and illuminate things out of reach. Totally. Past this shattered door, now that you have uh, crumbled the last remaining mechanism of an ancient masterpiece. I frustrated it, I think <laughs> yeah. is what the move says. You frustrated a door. <laughs> hey man, you take what wins you can get. <laughs> yeah. You find yourselves standing in a long straight corridor that's about 20 feet wide and probably 40 feet tall. And you realize that you came with lights in hand, but when you look up, you think that the area being such a hotbed for sandworm activity, quote unquote, <laughs> orgies, <laughs> um, has left styrations of the worm glass. Striations. What did I say? Styrations. I'm going to stick with that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> has left styrofoam strips of <laughs> worm glass <laughs> kind of worked through the ceiling, dripping down the walls. So the corridor itself is lit with this pale blue glow. Dripping. Wow. <laughs> There's a <lot> of dripping. <laughs> Gooping. Yeah. Some oh, of it God. falls on the side of your face, Tuck. Ugh. <laughs> There's so much worm cum in here. Yeah, it smells like chlorine <laughs> let's, a little bit. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Start running. We've changed our minds. We're going home. Bing is filling a jar, <laughs> screwing the lid on. Do you know how hard it is to find this stuff in a liquid state? <laughs> so add that to your yeah, inventory. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. probably going to come in handy. I, I don't think worm it's cum. <laughs> don't think it's actually gooping it is totally you said it's gooping sean because it's the, it makes sense because the front entryway of this hallway is collapsed in and yeah. there are worms going nuts <laughs> in these sand dunes on the on the outside uh -huh. so some of it would be permeating it's a particularly heavy mating season this year yeah. there's heavy flow that's what the just gonna laugh into the mic <laughs> so everyone knows that you guys are just staring blankly at me while I'm disgusting. That Jessica's covering her mouth because she's laughing so hard at the words heavy flow. <laughs> There's like reports oh my God. Like that the city releases like once a week where it's like, hey, it's centaur mating season. Every nobody going to centaur quarter. <laughs> We're closing off Centaur Quarter <laughs> and like those, it's like weather advisories and the weather advisory right now is like worm mating season, heavy flow, much it, thrashing, much thrashing. <laughs> and then it's like uh, fire safety warnings when you go camping and the level that we're at is slither fest. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say extreme. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like none, mild, moderate, extreme. Tsunami. <laughs> Tsunami. And they move a little wooden cutout of a worm into the <laughs> section of the of yeah. the list like a yeah, like a fire forest fire advisory. And yeah, so the pale blue light that's <laughs> emitting from this worm goo <laughs> is illuminating the corridor that you're in. But in the way that you know when you're outside and the moon is bright and you're like pretty sure you can see stuff, but you're not a hundred percent sure you're getting all the details. Cool. You know, you're like is that my car or is that just a pile of logs? <laughs> is Billy's confidence affecting his ability to see in the dark? Because I remember that was a discussion last time. <laughs> right. And I'm very confident so then I can see in yeah, the dark. Yeah, so you yeah. can see in the dark. I don't know. Can I roll to see if I can see? <laughs> uh, I think you have a move that allows you to just create light whenever you want, doesn't it? Does it? <laughs> You're looking at 
your old character God, sheet. I no, I forgot my other sheets. <laughs> so you have a fairy move or- called Will o' the Wisp. Ah, yes. That allows you to create light whenever you want. But not confidence. How many moves of that do I have? It's at will. Oh, oh then I fucking do it because I want to go the come hallway. <laughs> so I make a will-o'-the-wisp for it to light the way in front of me. Great. So what does your will-o'-the-wisp look like? Just a little ball of light that bobs around? Yeah, I didn't make it fancy this time. Cute. Yeah. And as Billy's will-o'-the-wisp is leading the way and Billy is scurrying out of the come hallway... <laughs> And I go, look, look at those footprints. They stepped in the cum so we can see where they're going. (laughs) Follow the cum, everybody. Follow the cum brick road. Follow the cum brick road. If someone would like to roll something, we can potentially make that real. So discern reality. I saw the cum footprints first. (laughs) Things adding cum to the cum. Wow. Did you get five? But what is it? Plus plus wisdom. Hmm. (laughs) Hmm. No, but we all rolled stuff. So <laughs> no. no. <laughs> you literally said, I no. saw the cum first. Big, what did you roll? I tripped. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I rolled to add to the cum, <laughs> and I got a four. I only rolled one dice, so I get to roll, because I'm leading the way, so. The, yeah, okay. This is Zero. so <laughs> illegal. <laughs> what did you get, Jessica? Hmm. <laughs> oh, wisdom? Seven. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. Seven. Okay. I'm so mad at all of you right now. Seven. <laughs> I will say that I'm going to allow you to have this one question from Discerning Realities. I will never allow you to do that again. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to mark a point of experience for the failure. Um, no. The- <laughs> That's against the law. <laughs> You're not getting the points for failing. Oh, really close to leveling up. Just let me hold on a second. Let me just get a couple in here. It's just like a click farm, but for leveling. <laughs> okay, so what's your question? Okay, so Billy's leading the way with his little will-o'-the-wisp. What did I roll again? Discern realities? <laughs> yes. Sorry, I'm so sorry. You get one question from discern realities. Yeah, yeah so uh, who should I be on the lookout for? So, yeah, you um, carry into this corridor about 30 or 40 feet straight ahead, and you see that, yeah, whoever was in here stepped in this liquid glowing worm goo. The footsteps carry on out of the hallway into um, a wider chamber at the end of it. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, that goo. Yeah. And as you walk down this corridor following the worm goo footsteps, you see that there are massive, elaborate, beautifully done carvings covering the walls on both sides. Tuck doesn't look. He's transfixed by the cum. (laughs) (laughs) By the the cum tracks. Yeah. And but and you can hear Perel behind you speaking as if you were all right next to him. Just absolutely incredible. We hear it getting further and further. The work, <laughs> the work, the worksmanship, the the cultural importance, the significance. God, take a rubbing already. <laughs> yeah, we're following this rubbing, man. Yeah. Is there a door to the big chamber? It's uh, so the corridor goes for fifty more feet ahead of you, but there is no door at the end. And it opens into a wider chamber, also illuminated by styrofoam strips of worm cum on the ceilings. <laughs> and- Everywhere. <laughs> oh my God. And you There's see- so much goddamn beauty in the world. <laughs> so the chamber at the end of the corridor extends for about 100 feet on your left and right, and then 300 feet ahead of you. So mm. it's roughly 200 by 300 feet, and uh, has 150 foot ceilings. We're, we're going... Dungeons Whoa. and Dragons style. You guys know the exact height and measurement of rooms that you're in. This is a really tall 
Because giants are only like 30 feet tall. Yeah. Why the fuck is this room so tall? Who can say? I look around. I look for... Are there like upper levels or balconies or anything? No, just a vaulted ceiling. And uh, those carvings that you've been ignoring because you want to stare at worm come <laughs> cover the walls in here as well. And you see an elaborate tile work on the ceiling as well. Ooh, cool. What's it look like? Spout lore? Can we all spout lore? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I will also just tell you because you would be looking directly at them. In the center of the room, separated by maybe 50 feet, there are two lines of three statues facing each other. Like three statues of giants, three statues of giants facing one another. Cool. All looking very stern and powerful and statuesque. Wow. Being statues. Do they have any tools in their hands? They do, yes. They all seem to be holding various work implements, hammers, tongs, the like. Although there's one that appears to be holding some sort of tuba style horn that's wrapped around the shoulder across the chest like one arm through uh-huh. and this person yeah is just holding what appears to be an instrument of some kind so you were saying that the giants really revere like trades people and people with crafts so do, do each of these like represent almost like one of the core jobs of giant society that's definitely what you would assume if you would roll some dice oh, okay <laughs> and perhaps spelt lore about this this environment it, what is it plus to assume something um to be tall <laughs> it's plus audacity okay 2d6 uh, plus intelligence for spelt lore oh wait i also have bardic lore yeah so can i just use bardic lore for that so bardic lore means that you get to ask a question when you first encounter what is it you have gods and your servants and legends of Guitar Heroes past. Okay. These people seem like they are like legendary to have sculptures made out of mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. Even if they're not individuals. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So you remember hearing stories. There was this old woman that told stories to the street kids of McCall. Ooh. Mona. Mona. Yeah. Every once in a while, you'd go to this old woman named Mona who would tell you stories about McCall's history. The ancient, ancient history. She was an old orc woman. And uh, she told you stories about the giant empire and all that kind of stuff. You don't remember all of it because you had a pretty stressful life, Mm -hmm. but you do remember hearing about the religion of the giants and they did worship or revere at the very least six sort of trade gods. Cool. So the ones that I have are masonry, Mm -hmm. carving, like actual artistic carvings, smithing, Mm -hmm. something called artificing. Oh, Music. They considered music a craft cool. worthy of reverence and glass blowing. Huh. Yeah. So Just you see blowing? Mm? Just the glass blowing? Glass working. Glass working. Yeah. Glass work was very important to them. That's cool. Mm. So you see the various implements of those crafts spread amongst the six statues. That's interesting. Mining isn't one? They didn't consider mining a craft. Oh, it was just like drudge work, kind of. Yeah. It's like um the thing you do so you can do the craft. Okay, yeah. cool. And those are the statues that you see. Um, are there any like paintings? Like, Yeah, if you look around as well, Billy, you're, you're following your Will-O-The-Wisp. Uh, I kind of like the idea that the Will-O-The-Wisp is almost like a pet. Yeah, that- actually, um, now that I've got away from the horrible hallway, I've turned it into like a little wicker cat. Oh. <laughs> so it's like curling around my legs. I'm like, hi, little guy. And I'm <laughs> looking at the wall paintings. Oh, yeah, you want to spell lore about them? Yeah. Yeah, do it. 2d6 plus intelligence. A seven. If though you were absolutely bored to tears while you were helping Perel with his research, until you did it to spite Shia, yeah. if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. 
you do remember the drawings because the 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 artwork depicting these paintings was more interesting to you, mostly because they looked like fun animals, mm-hmm. like rabbits, birds, that kind of thing. And you see basically what looks to be animals chasing one another, flaking off the walls now due to age, but painted what seems to be over the carvings Ooh. that the giants left. Mm. So there's like um. You know, in like a children's hospital, when they have that wallpaper that has the fun strips that go along the wall, yeah, mm-hmm. it looks like that. Like there's a strip of animals running that goes all the way down the left-hand wall of the chamber that you've entered and then carries along to the end. Are they McCollin animals? What kind of animals? From all over? From all over. There are McCollin animals. You see like jackals, coyotes, eagles. Sandworm? Sandworms. Those horrible sand sharks. <laughs> you see one of those. Ugh. But then you also see whales, polar bears, deer, like animals from all over the world. Um, and I call Ving over because I want him to see the animals. Oh, that's really, really cool. And as you're looking at these paintings, you hear from the corridor. These individuals have some sort of religious significance. <laughs> as Perel comes out of the corridor, jumps around does a 180 once he gets out of the hallway faces the chamber and then does a somersault oh my God. <laughs> cool <laughs> yep and he stays on like a one knee up one knee down hand on the ground <laughs> picks up the grit of sand that's fallen from the ceiling and drops it in front of him <laughs> there could be traps anywhere we could be in danger when he turns around, you can see there's a streak of fluorescence all the way down his back <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's just like he's got the goo on him (laughs) he's very excited so he's doing the Dirk Adventureman voice a little bit but he tries to drop out of it because he's like where are we dang you haven't spout lord or anything do you want to oh yeah there was a mosaic on the ceiling that you wanted to great I'll use my history yes I can use my wisdom definitely applies sage sage history oh crowd wow I got four totally Whoa. You know what it is? I realized that like there's imagery of the process that he went through that sacrificing. Like it's a little too mm. close to that ritual. Like, he's a little bit like he's like, we have to be careful. There's strong magic. Like he knows like what the dark church is capable of. Mm-hmm. So he's a little freaked out. And this was the ritual you did to l- get rid of your yeah, sacrifice my shape shift. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the mosaic above you. You can't make out all of the exact details because it's been marred by the worm come in some places and fallen down in some others. But it appears to be a singular image of a giant that you would assume has some great importance to this culture. Oh, yeah. Can we see just like what the giant looks like? I think, the unfortunately, the damage to the mosaic means that you just see that it is definitely a giant. And it's basically like um, see remnants of guilt around its head. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, guilt. Okay, it's got a real Norse vibe. It's, it's starting cool. to come through. Yeah, uh-huh. Norse Byzantine and yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But the Byzantine Empire and ancient Egypt are like a great way to think about These. what the giant culture looked like. Oh, yeah, a lot of skirts. Men wearing skirts. Yeah, a lot of. F- flowing fabrics and like heavy mantles Hmm. that kind of shit yeah yeah so you find this like 
follow the white line to get to administration uh, painting of animals that are carrying along one wall. Oh. And you see the glowing blue footprints mm-hmm. aren't following this. Oh. But the blue footprints go right through the middle of the room, arc a little bit around a couple of the statues like they were taking a closer look at them, and ends at an actual staircase Ooh. that is about the same height and width as the corridor that you entered and goes down at a pretty steep angle. And the footprints go down there or yeah. do they stop there? No, the footprints start, go to the top of the staircase and then whatever goo was on there seems to have wiped off. Yeah. Fuck. Um, but yeah, the staircase goes down steeply and the steps are fucking enormous. Dang. Like six feet long at oh, least, wow. maybe. And also keep in mind, this is like, this seems to be a ceremonial kind of place. And ceremonial places always seem to have really long steps. You know what I mean? Like courthouses and oh, museums. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Billow almost bursts into tears because he's like, I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're really high too. Yeah. yeah they'd be yeah, like, this is like everything is like a cliff drop for me. Yeah, totally. I see Billy's trepidation at the edge of the stairs and I scoop him up and I put him in my beer. Thank you. Do you carry down the staircase? Let's do it. Yes. I say yes. Should we trap expert or anything or is it, or do we need to do anything? I don't want to. Okay. (laughs) You don't want to? Because I'm bored. I just want to get to this guy that's walking (laughs) in, but we probably (laughs) should. Maybe Bill is by like and duck his barrel. That'd be funny if, if Bill is like, hold on. You're like, Like you just I'm the boss. (laughs) Yeah. You're in my beard now, kid. And then I just do a parkour jump down three steps. Really? Yeah. Two D six plus strength. Six plus I got nine. I want to aid. Okay. Yep. What does an aid look like? Uh he just uh Ving yells Parkour! Sick. Yeah, I got 11. Oh, my God. Holy shit. What an aid. So while Tuck is jumping, he goes, yeah, parkour. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, uh, Perel, check this out. Do it, buddy. While Tuck is jumping, he goes, hardcore parkour. (laughs) Perel goes, no, don't. (laughs) Uh, And you jump the first two steps cleanly. And then as you're coming down on the third, you see, Billy, you notice that the step is a slightly different color than the steps behind it. Oh, no. (laughs) And Tuck, you... Put your feet out further and you just catch your heels on the very edge. They just scrape this third step. And the way that you land, you just tip all the way forward and slam down on your face. Wow, cool. that means I am crushed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Billy, no, you're holding on to the beard. So the beard starts flapping behind him okay. because of the momentum. So you <laughs> merely get whipped into the ground like a tether ball. <laughs> but- Thanks for that, Tuck. I feel great. <laughs> hey. This is how Dirk Adventureman does it, and this is how Tuck Adventure Boy does it. <laughs> Adventure Boy? <laughs> the boy adventurer, Tacoma Dome. Uh, but getting up, Billy, you go back to that discolored step, and you realize, yeah, that was going to set off a trap if did, Tuck touched it. But did it? Set no. It off? <gasps> because of his uh, unmitigated success with Defy Danger Strength, he was able to avoid it, but that's definitely a trap. So there are definitely traps here. Keep your eyes open. And I I admonish Tuck, and I say, "Look where you're going, you little jerk! Could have killed us all." And then I do trap expert. <laughs> yep, nice. <laughs> Just pat like stomps away. Yeah. Eight. Okay, so you get one question. Okay. 
and um Perel, after seeing Billy go, there's a trap here, tucks a dummy, uh, just hops over and Ving, you can easily oh, avoid I, it. I, I throw my spear down with the rope attached and then create a little zip line. Nice. (laughs) What does the trap do when activated? Okay, yeah. So you find another discolored step, like six steps below that one. This is a big staircase going straight down. It's taking you quite deep under the desert. You look around to see kind of what it might activate and you see gaps in the stonework that most people wouldn't be able to perceive, but you're familiar with looking for traps, and you realize that if you were to step on this, huge stone blocks on either side of the corridor would smash together in the middle. Jesus. Ugh. I show Tuck, I'm like, look at this, Tuck. Not even you could withstand these bad boys. I don't know, stone is kind of my bitch, though. (laughs) No, not these ones. Like... Ugh. Respect, (laughs) Respect the architecture, Tuck. Respect the trap. I uh, I love the idea that Billy's like, even you couldn't do this. And Tuck's like, well, I'm setting this trap off. <laughs> Watch this. Watch this, kiddo. And then he's just crushed to death in front of everybody. Canadian dad version of that is like when you've got a skidoo revving at the edge of a frozen lake. And the little kid's like, I don't know. It's April. This seems like not a good idea. <laughs> and he's like, no, I can make it across the lake. Watch it. Watch it, little kid. But if something goes wrong, go get your mom, okay? <laughs> Immediately into the lake. Get mom! Get mom! <laughs> my mom! mom! <laughs> Call my mom. <laughs> Tell her I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, Billy points out a couple more steps on the way down that would be much easier for a giant to avoid, but take a little bit of doing from all of you. Uh, but because you're aware of them, I'm not going to make you roll for each one. And you get to the bottom of the staircase and enter another chamber that's a little bit narrower than the statue hall that you were in. It's only about 40 to 50 feet tall in here. There are walls running floor to ceiling through the corridor itself. It goes another 100 feet on each side. It looks like a library, basically. Oh, with really, really wide shelves. And on each side of each shelf are carven alcoves that contain 35-foot-long stone caskets. And the lid of each casket inside of this alcove has the depiction of a giant on the lid. So there's shelves across the walls, basically? With uh, there's shelves running all the way through. Like, it's, it's layers and layers of shelves. You oh. think there's probably eight different shelves. So, like... 16 rows of caskets oh you're getting a real crypt vibe from this place mausoleum uh well let's get the fuck out of here as quickly (laughs) as we can Uh, where's the doorway are there other are there multiple doorways or is there just one way out yeah there are multiple doorways you see one right across from you when you come in are you looking around at all are you just like Doorway right across. Yeah, we look around just to see what the room looks like. Yeah. I really want to peek in one of these like mummy uh, sarcophagus coffins. Well, do I have good news for you, Billy? Slash bad news for you, Billy. A good number of the caskets seem smashed open. Yikes. And some of them are straight up missing their skeletons. Ew. And that's all I'm going to tell you unless you roll. (laughs) But you do find doors on both the left and right sides of the room. You want to roll? Yeah, I'll discern realities on these, how, how long ago they were smashed, these trap 
Uh, yeah. Not a trap. Yeah. 2d6 plus wisdom. Ooh. Uh, eight. All right, you get one question. What happened here recently? So you travel the entire like breadth of this room, 100 feet on one side, 100 feet on the other side, 200 feet to the end, much like the chamber at the end. So is there books on these shelves? Are there books? Nope, just all caskets, 100% okay. caskets. And you find some missing skeletons. Some of the skeletons are just missing pieces. Is there a consistency to which pieces are missing? No, totally random. Hmm. But you do get the idea that something has been coming in here and smashing open the caskets to get at what's inside. And because of the missing chunks, you wonder if the thing that it wanted to get to was the skeletons themselves. Ew. Does anything eat obsidian? Ving, can you talk to the stones to fucking ask oh yeah i mean i guess i could check in with the stone or the air i'll check in with maybe the stone uh, sarcophagi yeah maybe billy something that you noticed just real quick your um i love stuff sense (laughs) starts going off as you're following ving around there are objects entombed in the sarcophagi with a lot of these skeletons and they seem to have been left alone for the most part like what kind of stuff so i'm like peeking like over the edge of one of the coffins that's been smashed open the stuff that's in the tombs seems to be the more unique aspect of each burial because like it's all really beautifully made or very sturdily made items but there's like knives some of them are wearing armor some of them are wearing jewelry. It's just like a bunch of valuables, it looks like. I feel like Abu in Aladdin when they're in the <laughs> the chamber of secrets or whatever they're in. Tuck goes, don't touch anything. And then I'm coming up to the genie lamp and I'm like, oh. <laughs> it's the big oh, monkey the holding the, the red gem. Yeah. yeah. And Tuck is actually, he would have a very similar instinct in most mausoleums too. Like him, like Billy, likes to just fucking grab steal shit. shit. Well, yeah, for survival. Or yeah, what? Or just no reason. <laughs> or like a general greed. Or just a thing to do. <laughs> yeah. But there's like superstitions in McCall about the giants because they were totally exterminated by the god of the flame, where it's like they're unlucky, like don't touch their shit. So it's like he just kind of just doesn't want to touch anything in here. Yeah, makes that's, sense. That's why I was like, Billy, don't touch anything. <laughs> Or else a giant will haunt you. Oh, okay. I <laughs> recoil from the, the thing. Yeah. Um, Perel also recoils from the thing. <laughs> He's been sticking his head in every smashed casket he can find. Okay, so yeah, you wanted to talk to the stone? Uh, yeah, I guess I would like to talk to the, the, st- the air in the chamber. Hey, what's Wh- the vibe in here? <laughs> it's pretty relaxed. What are you doing here? Uh, I mean, adventuring, I guess. But also, we're trying to find somebody. Have you seen anybody come by recently? Recently, like... Like, most recently. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, what's the most recent person that came here other than this group of particular people? Oh, other than this group. Okay, I was going to give you a real, like, sly answer while I was like, well, I guess a couple seconds ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, You still gave me that answer. Thank you. I still wanted to say it because I didn't want to just not use that line that I came up with. I guess you don't get very much opportunity 
to talk to others. No, not really. Thank you very much for doing so right now with me. <laughs> the voice carries away like the like this. Whoever you're speaking to, whatever yeah. you're speaking to is floating around the room. I'll walk. I'll, I'll jog beside yeah. it. <laughs> so we're just watching Big lightly jog. I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for following. I'm trying to get my. I'm trying to get my. Uh, oh my god. My sweep. My swoops in. I'm trying to get my 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 drafts in. <laughs> trying to get my drafts in. Yeah. <laughs> trying to get my drafts in. Thanks for coming. No problem. Uh, yeah. So I've had. It was pretty quiet here for a while. Well, relatively, I suppose. But somebody did come through here a little bit ago. Really? What'd they look like? Uh, I don't really have eyes for perceiving, but... Cool, what'd they smell like? Oh, they smelled like... Pretty good. How so? Like, you know when you get real deep down in the earth, and things, it's just like... It's just nice and warm. <laughs> We're back to this. <laughs> no, this is air. It's like, you know some of the deeper caverns where it's like warm and earthy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it smelled, they smelled like that. It was nice. Real nice. Hmm. Do you know where we could find... Um, how would I ask Air where the altar of the dark church is? What would Air know about the altar of... Like, how would it affect well, it would, Air in there? What do we know about the dark church? Because he has read the books and he was there. They burned desert sage in their rituals. Mm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where has the sage been burned? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Air um, would tell you that no, no sage has been burned in these halls in a long time. Hmm. Not within any halls that have been formed by the hand of mortals. Oh. Nearby, but far, but near. Just tell us what fucking direction to go. I am wind. You can't just ask the air in a room for the exact location of this Fair. thing you're trying to find. Fair air. Fair. Just love the idea that any time that you, there's like any sort of mystery to a situation, Ving just picks up a hand of dirt and is like, where is it? No, it's so cheap. Interrogates it. Yeah. You, you tell me. You tell me right now, you dirt. Cloud, which way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know at least that you're on the right track and that you know what the person smelled like and you know that the the altar is connected to a passage that was not formed by the hands of mortals. Yeah, and it might be closed up somewhere. And Tuck is like, okay, here, let's do good cup, bad cup. I'll be bad cup. And then he starts like shadow boxing in the air. And says, you like this air? Tell me more specific details. Mm-mm. <laughs> Uh, Ving, you can tell because... The boy adventure man is here. <laughs> hey, you think this is bad? Wait till I let him off the chain. And then Tuck farts a little bit. <laughs> Whoa. Back up. Wow. And I ate that fucking weird shepherd's pie. And it's coming back. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a wet fart. I'm going to admit. <laughs> yeah, oh, was, no. Uh, while Tuck is punching around, you can tell Air is just like, whoop, whoop. Just like curling around the room, <laughs> totally unperturbed. <sighs> Did I get it? <laughs> Anyways, I've got no. more swoops to get in, so see ya. Blows away. Surprised they didn't get offended at the fart. Uh, that's just more air, baby. More <laughs> for me to work with. <laughs> okay, it says we're on the right track. Mm-hmm. Somebody has been around here recently, and they smelled like something deep and old and warm, super earthy, hmm. core-ish. What? A dwarf? 
Oh. Interesting hypothesis. Can dwarves be druids? I mean, I think anybody can be a druid. It's religion. Whether or not they can shapeshift. They have to be a half-elf. Yeah. Uh, Which one of these doors should we go through? It's a great question. There's multiples? Yep. Uh... Can we like discern realities? I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's a that'd be a smart move. Okay. Can we do something just as an experiment? Sure. Cool. Uh, it's gonna involve a little bit of rolling. Okay. Uh, but I just want to see what happens. Okay. So there is a move in the Perilous Wilds, a dungeon move called "See What They Find." Ooh. Uh, so it would involve rolling a d12. Oh, <gasps> new dice. Oh, Fun. What's this? That one. That one. This one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's that one. This one. Yeah. Whoa. Cool. Let's all pick one. Everyone say their numbers. Five. Seven. Two. Which one do you like? I like five. I like seven more. Yeah, seven's lucky. Lucky seven. Five and two. Number seven. Yes. Yeah, five and two, oh, some yeah. to seven. Yeah, so Good to be. Seven. Oh. Ooh. Oh, this is perfect. Awesome. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what that is. Oh. This is fun. Yeah, I like <laughs> yeah. that. It's like gambling. It kind of. Cool. Finally. Okay. 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 <laughs> I've so. been trying to start gambling for the last two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and no one will gamble with me. We gambled the egg money. So we owe you egg uh, yeah. money. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> you owe me egg money. No, you I owe me egg owe money. him egg Yeah. <laughs> I just love Tuck going around going, hey guys, you owe me egg money. <laughs> you guys didn't believe it that I could swallow that whole egg without it breaking. <laughs> <laughs> and the doctor said it didn't break when he took it out. <laughs> the doctor. <laughs> uh, okay, so you start creeping very quietly forward. This is a long corridor. This one's probably about 100, 150 feet and just goes straight on. Maybe a slight uh, decline. Wow. So it's going down a little bit. We're deep. We're yeah. far in. Yeah. Man. The light in the ceiling from the worm goo starts to get a little bit lighter in this direction, so it's not quite as bright as it once was. And you hear breathing. What? Yeah. Yeah. What does it smell like? Okay, Ving, you would recognize an animal smell. Oh. This smells like a like a den. Tuck throws his light crystal forward to shed some light on what's down there. You throw your light crystal into this room? Yeah. Uh, Not the sunstone, the the light crystal yeah. that we stole from the fucking council building. Uh, okay. Aren't those worth I a lot? <laughs> I could have sent the willow. That, <laughs> no, you already threw it. Fuck. Uh, no, uh, I'm going to say defy danger dexterity just for like luck functionally. Oh, <gasps> Lord of Flame, please protect me from the taint of giants. <laughs> wow, that worked. I got a nine. <laughs> okay. Um, so you throw it forward, and the way that you throw it with this like declining floor, it doesn't like clack when it hits the ground. It just skids. And uh, you illuminate a wide chamber, and it looks like there was at one time a series of like stone benches in here. But they've been crushed since then. And then you see what looks like chunks of obsidian on the ground. And then it skids to a halt and you see plates of obsidian. And they're moving up and down in oh. and out as something draws breath. This thing's been eating the giant bones. Is it a zombie or 
uh, a golem or I think it might be a dragon. <gasps> a you, dragon! Because they eat stone and then it turns into their shell or whatever. Such a good idea! <laughs> I hope it's a dragon! Just gets so excited. I'm so excited! <laughs> <laughs> you hear like Uh, it's asleep. Mm-hmm. What do we do? we need to get around? That's a great question. You actually don't know. You can't see all of the chamber, so you don't know if where you need to go is past this or not. Is there is there room to get around it? Again, the lights from the worm goo are not illuminating the entire chamber, and basically your light crystal got to the very edge of whatever this thing is. Mm. Discern realities? Yeah, discern realities so- would be great. 2d6 plus wisdom. Oh, I got a minus one, so I got six. I need Oh, eight. yeah. I was going to ask if I could send my Willow the Wisp. Yeah, absolutely. What does the Willow look like? It's still the cat. Oh, nice. So it's this little cat padding forward. Cute. Yeah. Oh, a little like uh, paw prints, but yeah. they, they, they fade as it walks. Yeah. It and we'll say that this, is a, this counts as aiding yeah. Ving. Yeah. Cool. Oh, uh, eight. Okay, great. Right. Got seven. So one question from discern realities. Uh oh yeah. Um uh is this a dragon? <laughs> <laughs> and if so, what activates it? <laughs> <laughs> what here's not what it appears to be. The plates of obsidian appear to be scales. <gasps> oh it's fucking dragon boys. <laughs> it's gotta be a dragon. It's gotta and be a dragon. If it's a dragon, if you guys are thinking about this, it looks very different from Cerulean Depths. Even the scales. Cerulean Depths had like these very beautiful, shiny, slick, mother of pearl scales. But this thing almost has like armored plates in place of that. Oh weird. Looks very tough. Yeah. And something else that you notice is it is also significant, like orders of magnitude smaller okay. than Cerulean Depths. Baby dragon. If Here, that's we- what it is, you have to get, maybe I got to get closer. Uh, get closer. We'll follow the willow, the wisp. Okay. I want to see. 2d6 plus dexterity, Billy, if you yeah, want to sneak up. Sneak, sneak, sneak. Sneak, Billy, sneak. Sneak. Fuck. Okay. No, it's fine. Eight. Eight. Okay. Nice. You start moving forward behind your uh, light cat and enter this chamber. Now that you're in the chamber, you hear the like... And on the out breaths, the temperature of the room rises. Oh, oh. so warm, so oh, God. spicy. But you see now these like chunks of obsidian on the ground. And now that you're at the edge of it, you get a better idea of the size of this thing. And... It's curled up, uh-huh. and it basically fills that room, and then it's about halfway to the ceiling in terms of height. So what would you say? 15 by 9. Yeah, 15 by 9, and then like five and a half feet tall. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't know, like you see a tail that's a little bit stubbier than Cerulean Depths was. You do see it has wings, but they're so small. Like they don't look like it could hold up this thing's bulk in the slightest. Oh. But yeah, so it's big. It's probably 40 feet long when it's uncurled, but that's pretty, that's tiny for a dragon as far as you're concerned. So cute. And Baby it's, dragon. It's stocky. 
It's a little fat dragon over there. <laughs> it's dude. stocky, okay? He's <laughs> not fat. Look at this chubby little dragon, new baby boy. Billy likes him immediately because he's also fat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you realize, like, as you start getting closer and your light cat gets closer, yeah. the breathing hitches up a little bit. And if you get any closer, you're going to wake this thing up. Okay. I, 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 a light cat. <laughs> okay. And it pads back over to you. Yeah. I pick it up and I turn it back into a little ball. Yeah. And do you go back to your. No, I just stand there. Ooh. I, I look I motion for you guys to come over. Yeah, we're oh. gonna try and come by. We yeah. sneak up. We sneak up as quietly as we can. Right. Defy danger dexterity. <laughs> and Billy use... mouths dragon. <laughs> and then we go, Oh my god, it's a fucking dragon. And then we start sneaking really quickly because we can't see this thing. <laughs> Great. So I got seven. Okay. Nine. Perel's still there. <laughs> yeah. Behind us. Perel's like behind all of you, like peeking around and he's taken his Dirk Adventureman hat off and he's like, all right, I'm pretty scared now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking, it's a dragon. It's a fucking dragon. And Tuck takes the hat and he puts it on. He goes, <laughs> leave this to the boy Adventureman. <laughs> you fucking nerd. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So and he takes the whip. <laughs> he had a whip this whole time. Yeah. No, Dirk. Dirk Adventureman doesn't use a whip. He uses something else. Uh, what? A lasso. He takes <laughs> the lasso. He takes the lasso that Perel had, and he drapes it over his shoulder. All right. <laughs> he feels cool. He looks cool. What? Like, what is your guys's goal? I, are you trying to get around it? Are you? I want to talk to the dragon. You, yeah, you could for sure. Something to consider. You are in a very tight space with a very powerful animal. Um, can I use fairy child? Mm-hmm. I'd like to charm an individual. Has another, another day's passed since fairy child. So you get to roll that. Yeah. So 2d6 plus charisma. How many holds? Dragons, as we've established to are sentient. They have. Yes. Plus charisma. I got 12. So that means I get. Five. Get five. Five holds. Oh, Holy shit. Sick. We're going to need that for this dungeon. Mm. Yeah. I would like to charm this individual. Okay. So, what does Billy do? Like, what does it look like when Billy does this to the dragon? Um, I would like to pet his snout. Whoa. He looks basically like, uh, like toothless from yeah. a trainer dragon. That's what yeah. I was imagining, too. Little cat yeah. face. Yeah. Little baby snout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I pet his snout. Okay. Um, yeah, as you're getting closer, like breath is huffing out of its nose when he breathes out and you, it's just warm. It's like standing in front of a blast furnace. You touch the snout and whatever fairy influence seeps into this thing. You get the idea that it is working. It's taking hold. You can feel it taking hold, but you feel like it's like slippery almost while you're trying to do it. So you're like, I hope this lasts a long time. But it might not. Wait, are are dragons impervious to magic? Is that what you're saying? It's slippery. I'm not saying anything except that it feels like it takes more effort for Billy to reach this thing's mind. Huh? Yeah, that's interesting because that would mean your scale might yeah. be a shield against magic. Oh, I like that. that. You're extrapolating a lot of details <laughs> from a throwaway <laughs> sentence. Um, but okay. So it works. It will give you a moment, but it's about to wake up 
and a lot of stuff is going to happen all at the same time. Like, Billy, you put your hand on its snout and you're like rubbing its face, being like, hey, we're just, we want to talk. We're here to just hang out. And the breathing stops for a second and its eyes shoot open right in front of your face. And it, you know, it's like big pupils and then it narrows in on Billy and it leaps to its feet and starts thrashing. You're able to jump back out of the way, Billy, but now it's like filling one half of this whole chamber and it's snarling at you. It makes like a roaring noise. Its tail whips out. At the very end, it's got a collection of obsidian like spikes, basically, and it smashes one of the remains of one of the benches that's in here and it slams into a wall and takes a huge chunk out of it. And it flares its little wings and its plates all stick up in the front and it's just roaring at you. It's so loud. I'm going to bow to it. Tuck takes Billy's cue and he also bows. Okay. And it's like. (laughs) We're friends, friend. And when Ving speaks to it, it, you speak in a way that it can understand. Yeah. And it's like this growling and then it's like. What are you guys doing in my room? <laughs> what are you doing here? Get out of here. Get out of here right now or I swear I'm going to smash you so good. Why We don't doubt that. You're so strong, beautiful dark one. Wow, what amazing rock formations you make. You, you can see his tail whipping a lot. And you can tell now that this is definitely a male dragon. And you can see his tail whipping back and forth above his head like a scorpion. You could tell that this is a male dragon. Yeah, because because you, you could I don't but you can see his balls. I don't know. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> Identify with these balls. Ving's experience with animals. You can see that there's a little bit of sexual dimorphism in uh, whatever kind of dragon this is. Oh, is there ever? <laughs> He's like, "What are you doing here? Get out! This is my place. Stay away from my stash, bro. We're just trying to find the dark church. We don't want nothing." But respect for you here. Smash. I don't know what you're talking about, but you need to get out of here and get away from my stash or I'm going to chomp you. Good, bro. We don't want your stash. We even brought, see, hey, look, and he starts patting like, uh, what do we, he uh, wants something. He, we got to offer him something. Uh, uh, I have a diamond. I want to offer him a beautiful diamond. I, I have this diamond from far away, from a land forever gone away, over the sea, across the world. You can see uh, his nostrils flare as he tries to smell, and he goes, Ugh, what is that? A diamond. A rock. Harder than even your scaly, strong back. You want me to eat that thing? Oh, you hungry? Are you hungry, buddy? Uh, not for that. Oh. I have a jar of cum. <laughs> oh, in that case, <laughs> hand it over. <laughs> Yeah, he's not interested in the diamond at all. Um, could I uh switch that diamond for something, or like, can I switcheroo it? <gasps> yeah, you totally could. Oh yeah, switcheroo okay. for what? Uh, for uh, obsidian or the obsidian instead. No, make it an obsidian diamond. Yeah. Ooh, black uh, diamond. Oh, I don't, I don't know what's saying, but I'm like, oh, great one, uh, big boy, uh, of this cave. <laughs> Let me offer you something more delectable. Oh, okay, so 12. Okay. Oh, it's such a juice. Turns into an even plumper oh. black obsidian cut gem. Ooh. And uh, oh. going forward for conversation purposes, we'll assume that Ving is translating. Okay. So we don't have to be like, you don't know what he's saying. Like that kind of shit. And uh, its eyes, pupils dilate when he sees like the big fat 
obsidian cut gem. And he's like, what? Uh. You hungry? <laughs> I mean, I get like, I guess. Just take a bite. Whatever. Just dr- just throw it over here. Ting, ting, ting. ting. <laughs> oh, Whoa, man. Wow. The second it t- t- touches the ground, it's huge stumpy snout just goes. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, I was fine. So what are you guys doing here in my room? <laughs> Can we parlay with him? Yeah, yeah. I should hope so. <laughs> or I'm going to fucking smash you, bro. Okay. Tech, tech steps forward and he's like, all right, you cute. <laughs> you, you chubs it. I... <laughs> Because I don't really know the vibe. Tuck, Vegas translating, but I'm not really getting tone. Yeah, totally. So I, don't, I think it's a baby still. <laughs> so, so I'm like, oh, oh, you cute little chubby wubsy. Whoa, why did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, man, we're just trying. We can see that you're a little, uh, you're a rock and roll dude. We're rock and roll dudes, too. You like obsidian? We like Churches of the Black Flame. <laughs> uh, we're just trying to get past you, trying to find the room that smells like desert sage burning. Uh, 11. Okay. So he settles down. He drops his wings a little bit, and they're so small. Like, they're such <laughs> tiny little wings. But the thing that's really fucking intimidating about him is the overlapping plates of obsidian. Imagine like a gorilla like really big long arms and then shorter stubbier legs. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it cool. stands taller like Yeah, like chest wise. It still stands on its like on its paws on the pads of its feet, but it's it's kind of tilted. He's hunched down right now and the overlapping plates of obsidian on his body are thicker on the front and he flips them up. Oh. So like he's basically creating this like obsidian wall wow. that oh. his head is in the center of. Cool. Oh. Like a Dilophosaurus. Yeah, kind of. If their little frill thing was on their the entire front of their body. What's his name? What is your name? Well, you mean like that long, like the long names that dragons have? Yes. <laughs> yeah, he he makes a noise, and um, the n- meaning that you get from this noise, because you know he's not saying like words or whatever, is uh, from knight's embrace, a black spire rises. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Whoa. So cool. But you could just call me Black Spire. Black Spire. My friends call me Black Spire. I'll just call you Black. Don't. (laughs) All right, call me Spire. (laughs) If you're going to call me anything. (laughs) Yeah, but he goes, like, you can call, he goes by Black Spire. Okay. Black Spire. Have you ever met one Cerulean of the Depths, Great Unknown? Okay, so I'm a dragon. I should know all dragons. <laughs> that's what you're. That's what you think. Well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't do he that. He has no fucking idea who you're talking about. Really? Like, there's so yeah. There's that many li- dragons. Well, one lives in the ocean, and this guy lives in a cave underground. No, but yeah, he's like, I am unfamiliar with one such as the one that you say. But what are you doing here? What do you need? We're trying to find the altar of the dark church. It's all dark in here. What do you like? Where, 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 where ancient ones used to congregate and burn the sage. Uh, I am perhaps not as long lived as you would expect. So I may not have been here for that, but I'm familiar with the gross smelling room of which you speak. (laughs) (laughs) Take us to the gross smelling room, please. What is in it for me? I get the hint. I'm like, I can make more of the diamonds. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I guess they were pretty good. 
And if you wanted to make more, I would eat them for sure. <laughs> but, and I would in fact love to, but I don't <laughs> really care that much, but I do a lot care. The, this, the, I imagine they taste like cheese puffs taste like <laughs> yeah. cheetos basically <laughs> like they taste so good but they're gone so fast yeah. and you're like i need a thousand of these <laughs> and i i would allow you don't have to keep rolling switcheroo oh. i don't think i i'm comfortable because you got a, also an unmitigated success on that right yeah yeah so i think that you don't have a shit ton of diamonds but i think billy can keep like i um like there's all this rubble around us i just start like touching the, the benches and i'm like perhaps i could create a feast for you Oh, big boy. <laughs> <laughs> and once you touch like one of the benches and it turns to obsidian, he's like, that's all it is. <laughs> it's a face that I made with my mouth agape and my eyes wide open. <laughs> so hungry. And you can see his stubby little tongue hang out of his mouth for a second. <laughs> Cute. And then he's like, okay, yeah, I'll take you. Just keep doing that. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's go. Let's Billy's go. just walking with his hands yeah, outstretched, basically. turning everything into Cheetos and walking down the hallway. <laughs> and uh, he shoulders past you he's just like out of the way nerd <laughs> i love this guy he's he's tuck's vibe tuck wants to be best friends with him also he's got the most metal name tuck has ever heard what did i say his name was from knight's embrace of black spire rises yeah yeah, yeah. so beautiful oh, fucking so cool so cool thanks do you want to be my best friend <laughs> uh, he's very metal <laughs> and he moves past you and uh once he gets past you, you're like, yeah, he's pretty big. But then you're also like, he's pretty small. <laughs> and Ving, you know enough about animals that you're like, well, he doesn't have any competition for his food and he's in a very small space. So it probably made sense for his body from a like, biology standpoint to not get too big because he doesn't really have to fight anybody. And if he got too big, he wouldn't be able to fucking move. Mm -hmm. So he's just stayed kind of small when we see him from the back it kind of he kind of has the proportions of like a cow he trundles a bit <laughs> yeah oh yeah his like, like walking bulldog. is very like exactly oh, like a bulldog, bulldog yeah little Frenchy. Right. yeah he's shaped like a bulldog like a british bulldog big huge shoulders <laughs> tiny little legs oh and really proud up front and like like goofy little party at the back yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah his plates get smaller and less frequent the further back on his body they go until it gets to this like tail that's got a real thick bottom and then it goes for like a couple meters and then ends with this cluster of like heavy obsidian spikes how old do you think he is ving he actually tells you this okay so he's walking with you and as you're walking back into the crypt room he's like yeah this place is pretty sweet i kind of got everything to myself uh it's kind of like my pad smash he smashes open a casket shoves his head into it <laughs> and you just hear like rawr, 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 rawr. oh that makes sense now <laughs> <laughs> yeah the vibe is this kid is a, a kind of like a 13 year old latchkey kid yeah. showing you his stepdad's head <laughs> <laughs> totally <laughs> well i got this thing to myself no one really around ever oh my god <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like you know when i was small like when i was a whelpling uh you know, I just hung out with this guy and we like traveled around and he fed me rocks and stuff. It was pretty sick. And then uh, something happened. I don't really remember. It was pretty scary and I ran away. And uh, one for a while, I was pretty hungry. And then I like sniffed out. I was like, what is that delectable aroma? You know what I mean? 
And I found this big doorway and I came in here and then there was all this delicious shit everywhere. <laughs> and I was chomping for a while. I was hanging out, chomping, hanging out, chomping. You know how it is. And uh, then there was like a rumble of some kind. I don't know. And then when I tried to leave, I couldn't. The door was all blocked. So I just thought I'd, you know, kick it in here. Just veg out. Just, just veg out. Just vibe, you know, just vibing. I'm just literally vibing. And uh, yeah, I've just kind of been in here ever since, you know, just chomping and vibing. So do you remember this man that uh, you used to like chill out with all the time? Oh, yeah. He was like huge, like fucking huge. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> and he would like go places with stuff, give people that stuff. They'd give him other stuff. I was one of that stuff. Hmm. And, uh, you know, just kind of, then we just kind of vibed out together. It was pretty nice for a while. So he actually, he, he knew a giant. He was also very small when he was born. Aw. So he's like millennia old. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is that you have no fucking idea because what you know about dragons is they're small. They're born from very reasonably sized eggs and then they just grow. Okay. Yeah. I actually think the the eggs that we were sent by the fine people at Fantasy by Numbers, I actually think dragon eggs are about that size. Yeah, Whoa. Totally. Yeah. And they come out as tiny little like salamanders and then based on their environment, they can get enormous. Wow. So it could have just been a human or something. And he's probably, he's at least like four or 500 years old, maybe six. Yeah. Because he's been here since before the door collapsed. Yeah. Is that why he has the obsidian? That's why he's an obsidian? Like, is that why Cerulea of the Depths, like, she's of the Pearl? Yeah, depths, like, uh, and- Cerulean Depths was a sea dragon, like a mother of Pearl, Abalone, <laughs> sea dragon. And yeah, Black Spire is an obsidian dragon. Cool. Yeah. Um, do you remember that dude's name? Oh, no. You're, all your names have, like, are so confusing to me. <laughs> I don't even understand how your little fucking throats work. <laughs> Just kind of like, and he did, this is, he's making the like, but then he, uh, when he's saying to Ving, I don't even understand how your throats work. Your voices sound like, and then he goes like, <laughs> but it's vaguely human. <laughs> you all hear that. It's like, yeah, it's like when a dog says, I love you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't even, I don't get it. <laughs> Anyways, let's go. Yeah. He takes you through the crypt. And you notice that some spots of it, like the shelves have been smashed over and he's following a very specific path. <laughs> so he's like had to knock out parts of the room <laughs> so he could get around over time. And you pass through one room that looks like it has a bunch of smashed furniture again, worm goo all over the ceilings. And he actually looks like he gets near some worm goo on the wall and goes like, <laughs> and walks past it. And he's like, hold up, everybody. This next part is pretty gnarly and takes you down a long hundred foot corridor and it opens up into a chamber that feels cavernous to you and you hear running water and the brightness from the worm goo becomes like a subterranean day. Whoa. Wow. It's so bright in here. It's like 200 feet long on either side, like 500 feet to the end, and just absolute wall-to-wall worms. Whoa. 
Oh. And that's where we're going to end it for this week. In oh. this room of warm cups. <laughs> oh my God. I've been your game master, Sean O'Hara. Joining me as always playing Ving, the half-elf druid, Paul Oppers. Gross, bye. Playing Tacoma Dome, the barbarian, Abdul Aziz. Oh my God, it's in my shoes. How did that happen? <laughs> and playing Fat Billy, the halfling thief, Jessica Ty. Ugh. Bye. <laughs> thanks to Aaron Reed for our intro and outro music. And thanks to you, our incredible supporters, for supporting the show. You can find us online at Spoutlore most places, including patreon.com slash Spoutlore. You can join our Discord. A link to that is in the show notes. And uh, if you feel so inclined, shoot us a review on iTunes. They are uh, really helpful, and we really love hearing what people think about the show. Thanks a lot. Catch you next time. And so ends the tale of Adventures 3 Who tried the best they can Though dumb and scared and lost they be for times abreast in revelry And though our journey may be like a conclusion We will not leave you without a resolution Return next week to hear some more Whilst you commute or do your chores And for you